0: You are now listening to Dear Self-Care, a podcast, a love letter, a reminder to take care of you because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to the Dear Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Loran, and thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Carrie McCann. She is a former social worker. She is presently a yoga teacher and recently a death doula. We have a nice chat on how self-care has impacted her decisions, has impacted her in becoming a part of the wellness world and what it's taught her and also what self-care means to her. I feel like these conversations are needed because someone else's lessons can be your wake-up call. So enjoy while you're you listen and let's get to it. All right. So, Carrie, thank you so much for doing this interview. What would you like to tell us about your work in the wellness and self care world?
1: Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I was thinking about the path to how I got to where I am now, and that feels important to name in this context because it was really through lack of self-care as a social worker that I sort of like traveled the the windy road to what I'm doing now. And so not taking care of myself as a social worker... Um, I spoke to my amazing sister in law and was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "I'm in health coaching school." And I was like, "That sounds interesting." <laughs> Talking about you, yes. <laughs> um, and you know, I was curious about it, anyways. So I I started down the health coaching path and kind of tried lots of different things in that respect and. About four years ago, I took my uh, 200-hour yoga teacher training with Yoga Roots on location. And it was a social justice-oriented yoga teacher training. So I started teaching yoga then. It was a year-long training, which was really awesome. And she actually, Felicia savage Freeman, who runs the training, actually describes it as like a 200-hour self-care boot camp. Um, I like that. And yes, was not lying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think from there I again like kind of went down this windy path of, you know, what is it that I am meant to be doing right now? And that changes and transitions. And that's like in my astrological chart too, which I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This makes like my life career path make a lot more sense now. But now I am working as a death doula and really like a broader scope of that is I support people with major life transitions. So I've been thinking a lot about how to support people with major medical transitions, how to support people through the transition into death, both the person who's dying and their, their loved ones. And I have been using some of my social work skills, like really supporting people logistically. And some of my conversation skills, like listening is a huge a huge piece of this work. And then also when it's appropriate using incorporating yoga and herbs are more like the spiritual emotional side into that.
0: Yes. That's my favorite. The herbs on the spiritual and emotional side, like you don't realize how well they can actually impact your life, you know, medicinally, of course, but I feel like we don't pay attention to the spiritual aspects of herbs enough and they really can help center you and get you back on just like a happier path. They help you find your sense of happiness. Yes. Yeah,
1: and like balance.
0: Yes, definitely. Do you feel that during this pandemic, the Deaf doula has (laughs) definitely come in to help you?
1: Yes. So my work has totally changed during the pandemic. So pre-pandemic, I was mostly teaching yoga and doing health coaching, mostly one-on-one working with clients around like menstrual cycle stuff and digestive stuff and some, some work on the spiritual side of that because it's all connected. And then I was realizing that health coaching wise, that that wasn't what I wanted to be doing, but I wasn't sure what it was that I wanted to do yet. And then shortly before the pandemic started, my mom went into the hospital and shared a story about how my grandmother used to sit bedside with people who were dying in the community. And I was like, oh, I think I could do that, and ended up kind of following that thread. And then a month later, the pandemic hit.
0: <laughs> and yeah. So
1: I was really like initiated into kind of this world of what it is to be a death doula, which I'm still, you know, I'm a baby in this specific type of work Yeah. and bringing all this other experience to it. But I was, I was initiated into this world during the pandemic. And so I'm so grateful to have this sort of like framework and context and been working with, I don't know, what does it mean to actually acknowledge and face death during a time where we're acknowledging and facing death like both because of the pandemic and both because the racial uprisings have brought a lot of like that injustice more to white people's view, right? Like other folks knew this was happening. The main forefront, yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I've been like really delving into this work at a time where it's much more in our social consciousness than it has been in the past.
0: Definitely. And also, because I know you have to study for Deaf Doula and then you start to practice what you've been taught. What can you say has taught you about life? Life, about your life and appreciating life.
1: Oh man. So, so much. So one of the funny things about Uh, And I studied with Elua Arthur with Going With Grace and their school is phenomenal and she is phenomenal. And one of the things that like there are so many directions I could take with this question. Before you even get into like medically what happens or like what kind of paperwork do we need to think about or any of that kind of stuff. Her school focuses on looking at yourself and there are lots of different activities that you do to work around that. And it was funny because, you know, I have this background in social work. I've been kind of like doing like I said, adjacent things for a while. And so when I signed up, I was like, cool, I'm just going to like cruise through that section. It'll be easy. I've been thinking about this for a while. And then I got there and that's not what happened at all. And there are lots of activities there. But a couple of the things that came out was like really dealing with the fact that someday I am going to die. And like, there's an activity that you go through and like experience that as a meditation. You even experience who is there with you. What are the circumstances. And I think doing that and really like dealing, you know, I know that I'm going to die, but when I think about it, it's a lot different than, and when I imagine it, right, it's a lot different than just acknowledging that. Uh, which acknowledging it is hard too for a lot of folks. If you wake up every morning and you're like, I'm going to die, it might be today, it really puts into perspective my relationships, the way that I have conversation with people, the way that I, I think, honor where I am and where other people are at in their life path, the patience that I have around that, and really putting into perspective, I might not have 10 years to do this thing that I think that I want to do, so why don't I just try that today or this week? It really puts all of that into perspective like doing that inner work around like i am gonna die who knows what will happen and when it will happen and how it will happen but if i could resolve those things as i move through life and not wait until end of life to really be like shit i like never told that person that thing that i needed to say or whatever
0: it definitely helps you be more mindful and like let yeah. go release what you cannot hold on yes. to It's unwanted because you just really don't know it is like that like one day you're here yeah. one day you might not be and you certainly don't want to have regrets not ones that you could have kind of diverted yeah yeah that's a message i think for everybody in life
1: (laughs) yeah so alua arthur she says something about thinking about the end of your life so that you can live more this is not exactly it but the the essence of it is like thinking about the end of your life so you can live more presently in your now and that really stuck with me even when i was like who do i want to study with i was like oh It's her, (laughs) like a joy centered practice. So this impacts your present right now in more ways than just like getting your paperwork together.
0: Yes. Everybody, everyone listening, you have to live for the now. Yeah. You cannot wait for tomorrow. You just don't know.
1: Yeah. So I
0: like that message. I like that she gives that message. That definitely helps. And doing that work, it it not only helps you help other people, but it helps you help yourself. And that's what we try to get that from. Our passions, our purpose, and our work. Like, if we can help others but help ourselves, that's when you know you are definitely in alignment. So,
1: I'm happy you found that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a whole adventure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Being multi passionate sometimes is exhausting, but it's also fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm the
0: same. I'm definitely, we are (laughs) kin.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) It's time for a self care break. Drop those shoulders, unclench your jaw. Shake out any tension in your body. Now let's take a deep breath in. Release. Good. Now let's get back to the show. So I do have a few questions to ask you when it comes to self-care, because I like for this podcast to be sort of like a love letter of and a Mm -hmm. reminder of self-care. What does self-care mean to you?
1: I love this question and it feels so hard to answer. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think self-care means many things. Like it's both the like extra stuff. When I really think about what self-care is, it's those day-to-day things that make me okay. And this is actually part of my self-care of like letting go of being like, oh no, my dog's making noise behind me in this interview. I think that's been one of the gifts of the pandemic is like Mm -hmm. everyone's real life is just really present. So going back to the question, like what does self-care mean to me? It's those moment to moment, I think things that I do for myself that make me be able to get to that next thing that I need to do for myself and really like what keeps me grounded and what keeps me rooted and what keeps me being able to be present with people and also like find joy and feel good. I remember I listened to your first episode and you were like, it doesn't have to be bubble baths. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Sometimes it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's that thing. It's like, you know, it looks different every day and it doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be like, I'm going to put chapstick on.
0: Yes, definitely. I can agree with that. The smaller, the small things make the big difference because then you're not going crazy over, well, how, what do I self-care today? Like, what do I do? I need to do something really big, really meaningful. Like, no, you can just sit still. Mm -hmm. It really depends. Since it's been pandemic season and your self-care routine has kind of changed, what does your self-care routine look like now? Would you say like a glimpse Mm. of
1: it? So I think, let's see, I'm starting from the morning. So I wake up, one thing I've been working on the last- maybe two weeks is getting up a little bit earlier. I'm in a season in my life right now where I need to fit more things into my day. Whereas that wasn't true three months ago. And I'm like, you know, it's nice to get some like earlier sunshine. And I really also enjoy being awake in the house by myself for a little while. And so I've been working on getting up earlier and instead of the first thing I put into my body being coffee, the first thing I drink is warm lemon water. So that's like, what are the small things? And the other thing that feels really crucial for my like day-to-day self-care is 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. every day, Jason, Buffy, and I all go on a walk together. Buffy starts winding at 330 and then <laughs> it's she like, knows what
0: time it is <laughs> yes
1: four o'clock is like hard stop break time for all of us and we take a walk around the block and just get fresh air check in about our days and take some breath together so I would say those are like The thing that I must do, the other thing that feels really present for me again in this season is taking really hot showers. It's like a spiritual moment for me. Of like, I'm gonna, if I have an hour, I'm gonna take that full hour to take a hot shower, put some luxurious oil or butter or like whatever my body wants in that moment afterwards. And I've noticed the more that I have going on in a day, the more important it is that I get that shower time. I
0: definitely yeah. I feel like that's a note for people like when you feel like you do not have time, yes, make time a in the shower. <laughs> you know, like what no matter what time you take a shower, try yeah. to create some type of routine or ritual, some self-love in the shower, cleanse yes. from the day or just whatever you can do, but Shower helps. So for everyone that's like, I don't have time, you take showers. Take a shower.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think the other thing that I do that kind of like sandwiching my day is at nighttime, I kind of check out of my day i go through any like situations that i'm still sitting with or anyone that i saw through the day and i say good night to them and i send their energy back to where it needs and i call my energy back to me from that moment even if it was like a pleasant interaction i'm shutting down my day creating this little nighttime bubble around myself and that can take a couple minutes
0: i like that i'm going to use that yeah Saying goodnight to people and sending their energy back. That is, mm-hmm. that's a word. <laughs> that's a <laughs> mantra right there. Because yes. you really don't realize how much energy you collect and how mm-hmm. you, you just keep it. And it, yep. it can affect you. And you definitely yeah. release other people's energy Yes, keep yours. And, <laughs> and my last question for you is, mm-hmm. what have you learned from your self-care? And has anyone inspired you?
1: Yes. What have I learned? I have learned that self-care is a moment to moment experience and to really like sit with and acknowledge and be with whatever I need in that moment. And sometimes that's predictable and sometimes it's not. So really like listening and honoring what it is that I need. I've also learned am learning. I won't say that I've learned it, but I am learning to be more gentle and more kind with myself and with other people and sometimes you know it's easy to offer compassion to others sometimes it's really hard sometimes it's easy to offer compassion to myself sometimes it's really hard and who have i learned from Oof! i am wanting to name i'm like i learned from so many people and there are some majors in my life. I wanna give a shout out to Felicia Savage Freeman with Yoga Roots on Location, who is my yoga teacher and friend and mentor, and so many other things. Her practice really has the practice that she teaches has really informed so much of my life. I'm also wanting to shout out Alicia Don Young with Yoga Motive. She combines creativity with everything that she does. And as a recovering non-creative sort of, like someone who didn't think they were creative and am, we are all creative. The practices that she offers and teaches are just really awesome. So check her out <laughs> as well. Yes, thank you.
0: And that will all be linked, guys, in the episode yes. notes. Mm-hmm. so You guys can check that out. But yes, thank you so much. I feel in this conversation, we, we definitely have understood the importance of self-care, the importance of being present in your now, and just really doing what you can and giving yourself grace for what you couldn't.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Carrie, so much for chatting with me. It is now time for our affirmations and today's focus is being present now. So we have affirmations for being present. Here we go. I am here right now. I am in the perfect place at the perfect time. I am aware that the only thing I really have is the present moment. I am mindful of every moment of life. I am free to change my experience and my life whenever I want. I am fully present in my body and in my life. I can handle the moment that is happening right now. I am making a conscious choice to live in the now. I am here right now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. The Dear Self-Care podcast comes out bi-weekly on Thursdays. So please hit subscribe or follow and put your notifications on so you do not miss an episode. Also, if you enjoyed, leave a review because it is very beneficial to a small one-person podcaster such as myself and it is greatly appreciated. Until next time, be well and stay liberated.